When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com you're listening to hurt at sports radio you got a long way to go to be as good as your dad you better keep that in mind get that sign and put it down i don't want to see that sign again or i'll clear this out you got that here he lies deep beneath this veneer of glass he was a tough guy, and he kissed nobody's ass. Wrapping up the show here on a Thursday. Do you guys ever see the uh, the movie on the brink, season on the brink? I don't think so. I'm not sure. That's a that's the Dinahay movie. About oh about no, it. I haven't seen that one. There's a. There's a book called Season on the Brink, too. I don't know if it's that's what inspired the movie, but um, no, I have not seen Season on the Brink. We'll have to... That's, a, that's not a documentary, right? A that's no like a, for That's me. a fictional? Yeah, it's a fictional. Based on a true story, though? Yeah. Um, might have to check that out. I hey, do. Benji's a really good documentary. Yeah, so Benji is the one you were talking about. I don't remember if we talked about it before we went off the air. I think it was air. right as we got off because um, I started thinking about more. And then I forgot about the I Hate Christian Leitner. That one was good. There was, there's been a lot of good ones. Uh, that first season of 30 for 30 was stacked. Um, obviously, I love the four days in October uh, covering the Red Sox in 04. Um, some really, really good ones in there. Uh, we talked about there, there's in season two, the Marinovich project was fascinating too um, about Todd Marinovich and his uh, very strange upbringing uh, with his dad trying to. I saw the. Uh, the Fab Five one's great. Yeah, I saw the Youngston boys on. Oh, uh, yeah, that was with Maurice Claret. Yeah, I yeah, saw that, that on my, uh, my like, For You page on, yeah. on Amazon or on ESPN Plus, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, I could watch that. But then I ended up watching Vic, like I said earlier on in the show yesterday. So, um, yeah, you know, season two, though, or volume two probably is more up my speed. Sure. Or my speed right now because I've seen more. Yeah. But I haven't seen a majority of the ones from Volume 1. Like you said, Pony Excess, I haven't seen. That one's uh, awesome. The, what, which was the other one? Like uh, The U was really good. Not uh, that Best one. That Never Was. Best That Never Was. Yeah. That one's really good. Uh, Jordan Rides the Bus is really good. It like focuses really in-depth on his time with the Birmingham Barons uh, with oh. Michael Jordan. Uh, and you, you get a little bit of that in The Last Dance, but it's like pretty in-depth on it. That was a really fascinating one. Um, there was just so many of them that, oh, Guru of Go was really good. It was about Paul Westhead um, and Loyal Marymount in the 80s. They made this run. I think it was to the Elite Eight on this um, on this really high-powered, like, 
kind of run and shoot offense type mm-hmm. deal, and that you had the uh, passing of Hank, Hank Gathers on the court during the course of that season. So you have both this Cinderella story and this tragedy in the same season with a guy that coached the Lakers to a, right. an NBA title. Right. That one's phenomenal. Um, without bias, the Len Bias story is really, really good as well. Just a ton of really, really good uh, documentaries there. Uh, so I would recommend all of those if you've got, <laughs> Let, if you've got like three or four weeks to blow. <laughs> <laughs> let's continue with our Herd at Sports. Yeah, what's your number because, two? Because, um, you know, with Bob Knight, you know, being in the news today and yesterday, what do you think Bob Knight would have done mm-hmm. to Connor Stallions <laughs> if he found out he was stealing signs on his sideline? Uh, like if he was, in, in this case, CMU's head coach and realized that, hey, the guy on his sidelines was Connor Stallions, like what do you think he'd do in return? I mean, he has choked people out for less. So <laughs> I think you have to start. Does Connor Stallions live another day, Bob Knight <laughs> I, found out? I think you have to start there. Uh, I think. I'm not promoting or wishing death upon no, anybody. No, Bob Knight uh, had a little bit seemed, of a temper yeah, problem. seemed to have a, well, no, Bob, this is the thing about Bob Knight, right? So Bob Knight was known for his calm demeanor and saint-like temper that, you know, he probably would yeah. like, give, him, give him some grace. Incredibly in known for his respect. I'd like to refer to this whole thing <laughs> from start to finish as a real Mickey Mouse operation. That's what he would call Connor Stallings. Gosh, like, but that's would, an insult to Mickey Mouse. I think he would have thrown a chair at Connor Stallions like, yeah. and, and, and hit him. Excellent free throw shooter will have the honor of shooting the technical. I love how loud the crowd gets when he they throws like, the chair. Let go! <laughs> oh, they were well, they they were jazzed about it. Well, because yeah. they were so upset with the call. Yeah, they were yeah, like so yeah. they were mad about it. They when appreciated. It's, it's kind of like when your manager in baseball gets tossed. Yeah, it's like yeah, all right, over a yeah, call that's yeah. total trash. Like they appreciate that the manager is up as mm-hmm. upset as they are. Yeah, no, I think he would have choked it, but him but out. It, yeah. but it, <laughs> I think he would have choked him out. And would he have been hospitalized? Uh, uh, depends on how fast other people got to Bob Knight. <laughs> That's the that's the million dollar question is how how many other people are around to restrain him uh, before that it gets to that point. Um, let's go. My number two here. Speaking of Connor Stallions, uh, if <laughs> if you were going to write a Connor Stallion style manifesto, what would your subject be? Like, what is something you care so weirdly about, about that I'd want to take over? That not or not just, or just like would want to see them win at that all costs? you could actually dive in, like deep dive into that much. Because six hundred page manifesto is aggressive. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, and it can be about anything. It anything doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be sports. sports. Anything. What is the thing you care enough about to to devote an unusual amount of your life to, with seemingly no payoff? Because <laughs> that's what we're talking about yeah, here. <laughs> really, you're honestly. Because um, he could have had a much more like. Listen, he went to the Naval Academy. He could have had a much more lucrative career just being a naval officer. Right. Like by the time you get to an officer and like you make you make pretty solid money, like you can you can do really well in the navy and he instead chose to be a volunteer for 7 years uh-huh. for the University of Michigan 
and then finally gets paid like 50 grand a year once they finally put him on staff. Like, this dude was doing this for nothing. Yeah, you know, I, I have a couple of different passions, right, okay, that, yeah. that could probably – like fantasy, yeah. like fantasy sports okay. um, is one. Fantasy sports manifesto. Um, tra- <laughs> collecting trading cards. Okay. Like sports cards, because I love nowadays finding what graded cards are worth and like what are the most popular sure, cards. Like, yeah. I like digging through okay. and, and finding things like that. People know I love playing video games, like yep. that could be one. Uh, but if I had to really choose one that would like – Kind of matchup. I'd probably say a manifesto on fantasy, fantasy football. The fantasy football manifesto. <laughs> I like it. Um, you know, I've actually got at my parents' house a trunk of of trading cards that I collected when I was a kid. I might have to have you, dude. You, you know, know how long that'll take me to? Like, it'll probably take me three months. Yeah. To like go through, go through it and yeah. look up cards that I think I recognize yeah, before. Because be the problem is with with sports cards is there's not a there's not a book there's not a site out there that you can like go and be like okay here are the cards you're mm-hmm. looking for from you know 1985 and 1986 and 19 like there's, and there used to be right they used to have these magazines it was called Beckett mm-hmm. right and I used to well book- Beckett is like one of the premier grading yeah uh, or graders of cards but they would like estimate a value on them and I used to buy these and I would just thumb mm-hmm. through these like these hundreds of pages right. of cards so like now I take uh, like Bo Jackson I, by the way was on the first Beckett I, football I know the Hall of Famers <laughs> right yep. I know the like a rookie card when I see one like I yeah. know all that stuff and they've got so, the like, special edition right, cards that sure are rare. and I know like what card like looks more special yeah. than a one that's probably more generic. So I'll like set cards aside, and yeah. there is a website I type in and like yeah. see like what they sold for, yeah, ungraded like PSA nines, yeah. PSA tens. So like I can do. It's just a lot of work. Sure, yeah. So um, it's a ton. Like it's a ton. And of it's work. funny that you bring that up too, because Ashley had a coworker. Um, that said, like, hey, I collected cards. Like, Andrew can just have them if you if – or what people tell me all the time is, Andrew, if you look through them and, like, sell them, like, I'll give you a share of the profit. Sure, yeah, I'll but give I'm you like, wait a second, percentage. no, I, I need, if this is Shark Tank, I need 90% <laughs> yeah, of this business. because you're doing all the work. Yeah, you get 10% of what I sell them for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, I just don't want to take the time and yeah. do that because I hardly had enough – um, sanity to do that with my own. <laughs> I, yeah. Because I had, you know, 500 to 1,000 or whatever it is. Yeah, that's uh, why I haven't done it. It's just because it's so much work. I've thought about just taking them somewhere, uh, but then you have to trust, like, oh, this guy's not, you know, hosing mm-hmm. me or whatever. But, but I really enjoy it. Like, somebody sent me last night his Corey Seager rookie card. It was a Topps rookie card, and it was uh, uh, in good condition. It wasn't graded. But I, I told him I looked it up because I kind of, like, I, I was like, send me the number on the back. I'll look at, into things. And it last sold ungraded, um, or I'm sorry, graded at a PSA 10 for like 45 bucks. I'm like, well, so now you got to think about it because PSA is what people want. When you send cards into PSA, you have to first be like a member. Mm-hmm. You have to pay a boatload of money to send it in to get graded. Yeah, like and fee. then you have to wait, like because of COVID, it, it's sometimes a year and like eight months to get your card back. Yeah, get your card graded. So, yeah. like, it's a long-term investment. Yeah. So, uh, you have to have cards that are worth it mm-hmm. to really send off. For it to be, yeah, to worth doing the process. Um, yeah, fantasy football. I, I don't know. I'm thinking the sports collector <laughs> manifesto. That, you've already, you're yeah, already well, started. I'm starting, yeah, I'm <laughs> starting getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you've already started. Uh, uh, let's do one more. All right. For you, Ravi, this one is uh, going to be one that, you know, it's going to be great to kind of leave the show with because maybe you'll have to answer it tomorrow. Okay. Would you rather be famous when you're alive and forgotten about when you die or unknown when you're alive but famous after you die? 
Oh, that's an easy one for me. Really? Yeah. Um, I would. So famous, we're talking about people that don't know you know who you are, right? Like famous people that don't know you personally. Correct. Know like, who you are. Yes. So I don't care about what anyone thinks that I don't know after I'm dead. Mm-hmm. After I'm dead, the only thing that I care about is what the people who knew me, like how I impacted their life, how they feel about me, that right. type of thing, right? So it's very easily the first one because you can you can monetize fame now, like very easily, right, mm-hmm. with social media and whatever. So I'll monetize the fame now. If people forget me when I'm dead, that's fine. As long as the people that care about me, yeah, I so, treated well. So for me, like... I want to say I'd be the one that wants to be famous while alive because, mm-hmm. like, you'll get a lot of money. You'll be able to spend a lot of money. Like, you'll, yeah. you'll get to enjoy the finer things in life. But I also think the unselfish route, and if I'm famous when I'm dead, think about what that does for, like, the generations behind it's me. true. And, like, you know, for example, Arnold Palmer was famous, yes, when he was alive. but or He's got a legacy. Yeah, yeah. he's got a, Those that have legacies. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking about, like, legacy people mm-hmm. and how that impacts grandkids and further generations. That's true.